Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. Hola. It's raining, guys. Yeah, we're outside because we're still not allowed inside. Nope. Um, because of reasons unknown. Yeah. And you want a cookie? I want some cookies. Here's some cookies. Yeah. Um, the ones that we are going to be I doing need. a scary. Since it's finally October, it's crispy. It's folly. Crispy. I don't know. There is no other word for that. Um and it's Chris Kringle. It's Chris. I can't. These cookies are stuck together. Okay, just eat it. My mom wants them gone. Your mom wants them gone. Okay, I'll eat them. Um. And it is a crisp fall day. That's actual rain, you guys. Okay. Oh wow. We're in a screened-in porch. Oh my. Oh my gosh. This was the perfect time to record an episode. <laughs> it was sunny all day until now. What the heck? Okay, well, what does that sound like on the podcast? Oh my gosh. Go start thundering. Okay, one second. We're going to search up um, some scary story things. Ideas, because yeah. it's raining too hard. <laughs> one second. Okay, guys, we're back. Back. No. What was that? So we are back. Um we are back, back, back. I'm forgetting what I'm saying. We found a story called Cow's Head. So we're gonna listen to the story and see like what Listen. Listen. Mm-hmm. Read. Sorry, you're going to listen to the story and Yeah. Okay, so Oksana Oksana? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Oksana lived in a small house on the edge of the town with her father, her stepmother, and her stepsister. Oak? Oksana? Oksana. Sorry. It's really hard. It's O-K-S-A-N-A. Oksana's stepmother disliked Oksana, favoriting her true daughter, Olina. Soon after her father's remarriage, Oksana, I'm just going to say Oscar. No. Okay. Or should I call him Olivia? Just go! Okay, Oksana found that the housework fell to the... I'm great at reading, guys. Oksana found that all the housework fell to her while Olina idled her days away. Oksana's father was a timid man. And could not bring himself to defy his wife. So Oksana wore Oklana's Oklana cast off clothes and her hands grew red and clapped from scrubbing the from scrubbing the cold from scrubbing in the cold while Olena attended parties growing lazy and spoiled. One year, when the winter snows were particularly fierce, Oksana's family ran out of money. Oksana's stepmother began began nagging her father to send Oksana away because they could not afford to keep two girls. Reductantly, Oksana's father agreed. Agreed. He took Oksana to a cottage deep in the woods and left her there. Oksana was very frightened. The woods were said to be filled with demons and monsters. But Oksana was also practical. She entered the cottage with her small bundle with with a, with her small bundle and found a fireplace. A also a lopsided table 
and a rusted old pot. Oksana put away the loaf of bread, the knife, and the slab of cheese her father had given her. She folded <laughs> the slab. She- okay, well, now I can't read because it's gone too loud. We'll be right back. We'll leave off where we left off. I'm so sorry. Yeah, hold up. We'll leave. Yeah. It's starting. One second, guys. I'll start over the paragraph. Okay, hi, guys. We're really tired, but we're back, so we're not going to do a lot of stories today. This is probably going to be a little bit shorter than a normal episode, but, um, we're going to, where, where do we leave off? Oksana knew the bread and cheese would not last her all winter, so she made a snare using the thin, flexible branches of the trees and caught a snow rabbit to eat. She also dug under the deep snow and found some roots and berries for food. By dark, Oksana had melted had melted water for drinking and used the rest to make a stew, so Oksana ate well. Then she lay down near the fire for the night, listening to the wind howl pretend, and pretending to herself that she was not frightened by the wood. It, it was midnight when the knock came. Knock. Wait. It was midnight when the knock came. I don't know. Wait. Just stop. It was midnight when the knock came. Okay. Never mind. Whatever. You heard it the first time. Oksana rose, grabbing a branch. She crept towards the door. The wind howled early, eerily down the chimney. Sorry. Oksana swallowed and swung the door open. There was nothing there. Her heart pounded. Her heart pounded fiercely as if she started out at the snow, whipping about in the light of her small fire. Then she looked down. Oksana left out a shriek of terror and leapt back. Dropping her stick, it was a demon, an evil spirit. It had no body. Who are you? Oksana stuttered, clutching the door clutching the door with her shaking hands. I am cow's head, it replied. Indeed, Oksana saw at once that that it was. The head was brown, its curved horns with strange haunted eyes. I am cold and hungry. May I sleep by your fire? The cold the cow's head asked. Its voice was cold and lifeless. Oksana gulped down her horror. Of course, she said. Lift me over to lift me over the threshold, demanded the cow's head howly. Oksana did as she was bidden. Place me near the fire. Anger weared with compassion inside her, but compassion won. Oksana Oksana put it next to the fire. I am hungry, said the cow's head. Feed me. Oksana thought of her major me whatever of her tiny food supply. The stew left in the pot was for her breakfast. She fed it to the cow's head. I will sleep now, it said. There was no softening in his attitude toward her. Nothingness. Oksana made it comfortable made it comfortable for the night, giving it her blanket and sleeping in the corner with only her cloak to keep her warm. When she woke in the morning, cow's head was gone. Where it had slept was a large trunk filled with the most beautiful grounds she had ever seen. Under Sorry, under the gowns had laid, no, laid heaps of gold and jewelry. Oksana stared blankly at the ridges in front of her. Her father's voice rose her. 
daughter, I am come. Oksana forgot the trunk in her, Oksana forgot the trunk in her joy. She ran to his arms. He had defied her stepmother to become to come and bring her back to their home. Papa Papa, come see Oksana's Oksana exclaimed as she pulled him into the into the cottage. Her words trembled over each other as she explained. Her father took her home. She was she was honored in town for compassion and bravery and won scores and suitors. She married soon after her return from the cottage. Hearing Oksana's story, seeing sorry, seeing the riches she had received, Elena went to the cottage in the forest and spent the night there, but the cows had appeared. She was too lazy to serve it. In the morning, all her gowns had turned to rags and, per, and her possessions to dust. But, but Oksana lived to a ripe old age in happiness and gross puffery. That was not scary. Yeah. But it was good story. Yes. Let's tell a real scary story. Okay. This is a good one. Okay, do that one then. You want me to read it again? Uh, or do you want to read it? Let's see. No, I, I didn't do it like that. I just went like this and did that. And How long was this? Um, from here to here. Okay. You, you want to read it or you want me to read it? I'll read it. Okay. Um, Sorry, you guys. Mm. You want me to read it? Yeah, I don't like reading. Okay. In the town of Belaski, or Kansas, mm-hmm. Kansas, whatever, there was a house that everyone knew was haunted. It was an old, neglected house on the side of the street in the oldest part of town. Sometimes the most wonderful smells issued from the house and filled the street with heavenly odor of fresh-baked bread. Whatever the ha- whatever, whenever that happened, people would say that the old house must have been a bakery, or at the very least, a former home of a fabulous baker. Sometimes the neighbors would hear the sound of music and laughter coming from the empty house, and I mean, as if there was a wonderful party in full swing. Whenever that happened, the neighbors would look at each other and say, It sounds like a nice party. I wish I was invited. Whatever ghosts haunted the old whatever whatever ghosts haunted the old house, they were being they were be they were being being friendly ghosts. But even the friendliest spirits are scary and no one ever actually went inside the house. With the possible exception of a young boy being dared by his playmates, no one ever even stepped foot on the front porch. One day, a man moved into a town from a distant city. He saw, that, he saw the empty house and asked the neighbors who owned it. He was told the owner was unknown and that the property would be bought for back taxes. No one... Okay. No one told the stranger about the house's curious history. The man went to the city hall and purchased the property. Soon after moving in, however, strange things began to happen. Odd noises and 
Odd noises in the night. Weird. Okay. Odd noises in the night. Weird lights drifting from room to room. The smells of baking from a cold kitchen. And worst of all, the sound of a party when the when the owners were trying to sleep. Ugh. Yeah. That's weird. After a few days, the man's wife declared that she could n- no longer live in such a haunted place and moved out, talk- taking her- the children with her, her, their children with her. Before long, the man gave up as well. He was forced to find another place to live, but he was angry at the neighbors for not warning him about the house's reputation. He was angry at the ha- he was angry at the town board for not telling him that the house was occupied by ghosts. In fact. He was angry that everyone in town was treating him so badly. So he went to the mayor to complain and see if he could get his money back. The mayor refusing sent No, the mayor refused saying he never mis mispresented the house as anything it was not. Just because a house is haunted, he said, doesn't mean you can't live there. The trick is to make friends with the ghosts and learn how to get along with them. So the man went to the pastor of the local church and told him his problem. The pastor said, "You've been in a town, you've been in town for a month, and only now, when you're having a problem, do you come to me? We'll sit down and we'll and tell me what's going, what's on your mind." So the man sat down and told the pastor about the haunted house he'd bought. Now the pastor in the village was considering a wise. Now the pastor in this village was considered a wise man set in his, oh my gosh set in his ways concert in his manner and beliefs words are hard guys he wasn't open to new ideas but recently he agreed to visit the house and see exactly what the man was talking about the pastor uncomplain whatever the, and the man oh my gosh as if they approached as they approached the block the house was on the pastor's smelled delicious what's that wonderful smell he asked it's the ghost baking bread the man replied when they got closer the pastor stopped to listen he he turned to the man and inquired i hear music is someone having a party it's the ghost having a party the man replied they went inside and looked around the empty house the pastor sat at the table where no, the pastor sat at the table while the man looked for something to serve his guest. He found an old bottle of whiskey and poured a glass for the pastor and one for himself. They toasted each other and drank. So, you moved from a little rock to Belaski, said the pastor. My parents lived in the little rock. I know the town well. The man, t- it, the man t- it turned out, knew some of the pastor's relatives. This is hard to read. It's really long, guys. It's not that long, actually. Yeah, but I'm reading it. This is, I think this might be our last story because this is kind of. Yeah. Oh, and I have yeah. one. And I have. I'm going to tell a story at the end because I have one true story that's haunted that I heard at Haunted Williamsburg. It's a, it's it's really short. And closer to Halloween, we will um post like good scary stories because these are um children's scary stories because. Good friendly old. Yeah. Um. The the man. It turned out knew some of the pastor's relatives. They talked and joked about those things they had in common and felt a friendship growing. They were having such a pleasant time that before they knew it, three hours had passed. 
They were gone so long, the man's wife had begun to get nervous. He went to the pastor's He went to the pastor's house hours ago. She said to herself, "Maybe the ghost got him." So she picked up so she picked herself up and went to the pastor's house and introduced herself to the pastor's wife. Together they pooled their they pooled their misgivings about the ghost and their worries and their husbands went to the haunted house together. They peeked in the windows and saw two men sitting at a table drinking, laughing and having a good time. The wives joined their husbands and found out they had much to talk about. The laughing started to attract the neighbors who stopped by. Hey, this is not a scary ending, but the laughter and talking attracted the neighbors who stopped by the by and intruded and and introduced themselves. Pretty soon, the kitchen was filled with the smell of good cooking. A neighbor brought his fiddle and the other brought his guitar. And just like that, there was a party. The old the old house filled with real smells and laughter. It was alive again. And that of course Ow, my finger hurts. Sorry, guys. Um, it was alive again, and that, of course, was what it wanted all along. From this day, the old house becomes alive again, and its ghosts were laid to rest and never be seen or heard from again. Okay, last really fast true story. I'm not going to X out of this, guys, just so you know. So, this is the last very true story, um, and I thought Haunted Williams were going to hear this. So... There was one, so there's this house, um, it's basically just an all brick normal house, and it was built in the 1800s, and a very famous man lived in there, and I'm saying and a lot, do you guys hear that? What the heck was that? that? One second. We're one second. One second. We we heard something like gunshots. We heard gunshots. One second. We'll be right back. Guys, it was actual gunshots. Like an ambulance just passed by. An ambulance just passed by us. I wish we got that on recording. It. I'm not even kidding. An ambulance just drove right past us, and we also saw a police car, which is interesting. Um, that's kind of worrisome. Okay, well, you can continue now. Oh, we can't continue. Uh, we should probably go inside after this. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, okay, I don't hear it anymore. But, anyways, the house, someone lived there, yeah. So, now people, um, and there's this industry called Haunted Williamsburg, and they basically own this haunted neighborhood that has been around since the 1800s. And they were locked. And so people come to see it a lot. So they were locking it up for the night because everyone was leaving and they were checking all the windows, all the doors and everything. And then they come back the next morning to unlock the door to set it up for the day. So guests can come in and tour the haunted house. Well, a random guy comes in, not random guy, but someone who's trying to unlock the house and get it ready for the guests. The door is locked, mm-hmm. and they don't, and, like, he uses the key, but it won't open, so it must be barricaded from the inside, but no one was in the house. Well, now he knows someone is in that house, because that door isn't supposed to be barricaded, and there's no windows, there's, there's windows, but there's none that can see through that door, so they try a few more doors, all of them are locked and jammed, 
So now they don't know what to do. They they call some um, security guards, and they just say, "There's no one in there, but we can help you get in." Well, the guy, this guy, this guy who's trying to get in, he's just worried because there's people with very valuable 1800s antiques. So they have to climb in through the window, and they get inside. And everything's fine, everything's normal, nothing's stolen, nothing's there. So he so he goes to the basement and checks the room, everything's fine. The security guards leave, and he's down there by himself. And he's working on a few things down there, just, I don't know, doing stuff. And then he hears footsteps upstairs, but all the security guards have left. He goes back upstairs to check what's there, but nothing's there. He goes upstairs, there's nothing there. He goes back down to the basement. And then he hears a woman laughing. But he just checked all of the rooms on each floor. On that note, because that's literally all of the story. So on that note, we are done. And you can come to your own conclusion of what happened. Because nobody really knows what happened that night. It's very interesting. And if you ever go to Virginia Williamsburg for some reason, I definitely recommend Haunted Williamsburg. Um, it's good for children 8 plus. It's really fun. It's really scary. And I love it there, and I definitely recommend. Alright, well, that's the end, guys. Sorry, this was kind of, like, a lame... No, it's not lame. Yeah, but we were very, like, sad the whole time. Not sad. We're just very tired, though. Well, we'll tell... We'll we'll have... We'll tell, like, actual scary stories next time, but this time was just for kids. So next time we will put a warning that, like, over ten... Yeah, because maybe over 11, 12, maybe over, 12. Maybe over something, because if, There's gonna be if you believe they're real, then you're... That scared me so bad. Oh, my God. That scared me so bad. Sorry. There bro. was, like, a vacuum. What, what are those things? Robo rock. A, ro- a Roomba, whatever. A Roomba. Like, yeah. the automatic vacuums, and it just went past us and it scared okay. me to death. All right. Bye. Uh, we'll we're, see we're, you guys we're now. We'll stop next talking. week. Something like... Probably not. Bye. Something like that. Bye. Bye. Wait, no. (laughs) Sorry, bye.